Welcome back to New World Next Week. I'm James Corbett of CorbettReport.com. And I'm James Evan Pilato for MediaMonarchy.com. No intelligence is available to suggest the legitimacy of these threats. We've got that story plus opting out of the fourth industrial revolution. But first, MI6 green spying on biggest polluters to ensure nations keep climate promises. British secret agents have started green spying on the world's biggest polluters to make sure they play fair and keep their climate change promises. The head of MI6 has revealed Richard Moore said the secret intelligence service had begun to monitor large industrialized countries in support of what he described as, quote, foremost international foreign policy agenda item for this country and for the planet. It comes, of course, as the UK prepares to host the major COP26, COP26 climate change summit later this year. Mr. Moore, who is also known as C, to get into, of course, the full James Bond era, he told the Times Radio, quote, where people sign up to commitments on climate change, it is perhaps our job to make sure that actually what they are really doing reflects what they have signed up to. As somebody used to say, trust but verify. On climate change, where you need everyone to come on board and to play fair, then occasionally just check to make sure they are. He was speaking after President Joe Biden warned world leaders, because that's always what great world leaders do. They threaten and warn you that this is the decisive decade to avoid the worst of the climate crisis, as he outlined targets for the U.S. to have its emissions by the magical year of 2030. COP26 President Alok Sharma has said the warning lights were flashing bright red as the planet faced make or break in the next decade. And James, have have we heard predictions like this before? I'm pretty sure we were all going to be dead already by now, right? Oh, I've heard a prediction or two in my time. Yeah. So people might want to check into that. But I, I think this this interview is fascinating on a number of levels. Um, one of which is that, yeah, for people who don't know, this is Richard Moore, the head of the MI6, the British CIA, essentially, um, which, of course, it, people in the media monarchy kingdom are immediately going to go, Richard Moore, Roger Moore, J- James Bond, MI6, what's, go- what's all this about? And of course, they play into that. I'm going to throw in the link to the actual interview itself so you can go watch it on GooTube, of course. And it plays into all that stuff, talking about vodkas and martinis, shake and not stirred and all that kind of nonsense. And uh, I suppose what's interesting about it is Richard Moore is the first head of MI6 to ever give broadcast interviews and that kind of thing. So, oh, you know, the MI6 is coming into the modern age and opening up and giving these kinds of interviews in which what are they talking about? Green spying? What on earth is going on here? So. Uh, This actually, I mean, it pushes on so many of the agenda items, including as they get into in the conversation, if you go and listen to it, of course, the new existential threat, not Russia, China. And it's about how are we going to contain China and keep China in line and spy on China, who's one of the largest carbon emitters and all of this kind of stuff. So there's definitely um, some larger themes going on here, themes that are reflected in other stories that are passing through the newswires, which I will note parenthetically, like Blinken, i.e., Secretary of State Blinken, warns African countries against doing business with China, for example. So there's obviously a continuity of agenda here. China is, of course, the boogeyman for the the new Cold War, Cold War 2.0, blah, blah, blah. And we're going to throw green spying into this, which is interesting because, of course, it brings it back to what this is 
ultimately aiming at, I, I think the uh, coronavirus and biosecurity state freakout that we're living through right now is really just transitionary towards the reintroduction and the, the I guess, the, 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 the final apotheosis of the climate agenda, which is where this is going to be. It's going to be about climate lockdowns and for it's for the earth, everybody. That, that's clearly where this is going. And part of this is going to be this kind of stuff about green spying. How can we make sure everyone's living up to their commitments, these non-binding commitments that they've made at Paris Agreement and others? And I am sure that at the time that the Paris Agreement was signed, I'm sure I had a video where I was going through some of the details of it and I was talking about how they were going to do the monitoring of this. Well, clearly they need some sort of monitoring enforcement mechanism in place. And there, there was something to do with satellites monitoring and other such things, trying to track, you know, how much carbon is being emitted. Uh, if anyone could dig that up, I'd be appreciative. I couldn't find it in a quick search of my site, but I'm sure it's on there somewhere. Anyway, this is where it's going to go to, and I'm sure they're going to have some technocratic solutions. Well, if we just monitor every industrial process on the planet and and uh, have constant spying of everything via satellites and others, then we can make sure everyone's living up to their green goals, etc. So anyway, this is just sort of a a hodgepodge smorgasbord of agenda items being laid out by the head of MI6, who's oh so cool and media savvy and giving radio interviews. Wow, what a wonderful age we're living in. Um, it's worth at least understanding the vector of the propaganda so that you know where it's going so that we can prepare for what's coming. And what has been coming the last year, I'm pretty sure I've seen piles of masks clogging up beaches, clogging up dumps, filling up waste in one year. Just a massive amount of quite literally garbage that we never needed in the first place. Yeah, maybe you can't, you can't have plastic straw or paper straws, you whore, or plastic straws, you horrible criminal, but you can have masks completely cluttering everything. Yeah. I don't know how they're supposed to do all that legal blow in Portland if they don't have straws, but... I mean, whether it's, you know, Paul Ehrlich, whether he's working for Obama or was it him that wrote that wrote the intro to the Soylent Green novel? These guys make these predictions over and over and over again. We were all going to be dead back in the 70s, man. Ice Age was going to get us. Radiohead said it, too. I'll include a link. 50 years of failed eco-apocalyptic predictions. Wrong again. And James, I know you've gone through a lot of that as well. A lot of these folks we saw a big push of this during, of course, the Prince of Peace Prize era. James, we also talked about here on New World Next Week, places like Volvo, giant multinational corporations lying about meeting their, of course, carbon credits because it's a giant scam. And as we've talked many times, it's basically about paying your carbon indulgences. You're not going to pollute less. You're just going to pay money to Al Gore and Goldman Sachs, because I'm pretty sure that helps the environment. Speaking of surveillance, one good turn deserves another. Our second story on this New World Next Week, episode 445. James, I know I may say this a lot. It might lose all meaning, but this one really enrages me. United States Postal Service running covert operations program monitoring your social media posts. Didn't see that one coming, did you? Law enforcement arm of the United States Postal Service has been quietly running a program that tracks and collects American social media posts, including, of course, those about planned protests. This according to a document obtained by Yahoo News. The details of the surveillance effort. 
known as ICOP, I-C-O-P, Internet Covert Operations Program. Of course, you got to have a snappy acronym for the, the New World Order. None of this had previously been made public. The work involves having analysts trawl through social media sites to look for what the document describes as inflammatory postings and then sharing that information across all the government agencies. Analysts with the United States Postal Inspection Service, USPIS, I like that acronym, Internet Covert Operations Program monitored significant activity regarding planned protests says a March 16th government bulletin marked as law enforcement sensitive and distributed through the Department of Homeland Security's fusion centers. You know, those things that Bush set up and Obama used. No intelligence is available to suggest the legitimacy of these threats, the report adds. Bulletin includes, of course, screenshots of posts about the protests from Fedbook, from Parler, from Telegram, and other social media sites. Individuals mentioned by name include one alleged Proud Boy and several others whose identifying details were included, but whose posts didn't appear to contain anything threatening. And I wonder, is those the FBI informant Proud Boys or just, you know, some other dupes? When contacted by Yahoo News, and that's the real fun part about this, not the New York Times, not the Washington Post, not the Atlantic, nope, this is Yahoo investigative journalism. When contacted by Yahoo News, civil liberties experts expressed alarm at the post office's surveillance program. It's a mystery, said University of Chicago law professor Jeffrey Stone, who worked for Obama. I don't understand why the government would go to the Postal Service for examining the Internet for security issues, and that really is the fundamental question. But I guess since the CDC now thinks they control real estate in America, remember the CDC is America's new landlord, September 2nd, 2020. So I guess why not? And maybe a reminder from March, this is the same United States Postal Service that just cut office hours and slowed down mail delivery times. That's right. You're paying more for less again and again and again. And James, my even my post office box is now $200 a year. It used to be less than $100 a year. They've raised it at least 30 bucks a year for every year I've had a U.S. postal box. And now they're going to spy on our social media posts, which makes no logical sense. And they can't even do the one effing job they have, James. They call it clown world, but I'm really friggin' running out of laughs. It's more like I think a lot of people actually feel about clowns, horrified by them. James? Yeah. Yeah. When I think clown world, I think uh, Stephen King's It more so than the cuddly, friendly clown. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's uh, it's crazy. I, this is one of those stories I had to take off my glasses, rub my eyes. I'm, like, law enforcement arm of U.S. Postal Service? Spying on your social media posts? None of this makes any sense whatsoever, but there it is. Why not? Why not? Sure. Of course, they're spying on your social media posts to make sure you're not a domestic terrorist extremist, blah, 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 posting the horrible anti-vax, blah, 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 buzzword, buzzword, whatever. Uh, well, I suppose it's not surprising in any respect except for the U.S. Postal Service involvement in all of this. But at any rate, we know this is going on and we know this is part of the problem reaction solution that they set up with the January 6th false flag psyop of the, oh my God, they were planning this 
terrible insurrection that almost overthrew the American government. Uh, and they were doing it online and places like Parler and Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and other uh, other services. But let's not talk about that. They were doing it on places like that. So now we have to spy on what they're saying on social media. I mean, I, obviously this was already going on. They're already doing this, but now they have the excuse because of the horrible, oh my God, can you believe we just just almost saw the overthrow of the American government there. And so now we have to do all of this. And of course, who is in the crosshairs? You, me, anyone else who's talking about any of this stuff. I'm a Canadian in Japan, so I'm safe from all this, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we know where this is going. We know what this is about. But anyway, um, for any Americans in the crowd who weren't aware that this is going on, yeah, the U.S. Postal Service is spying on your social media posts. So keep that in mind uh, when you're making your tweets about how you want to overthrow the American government? I don't know. It seems to me that it's mostly the feds who are doing that anyway, fed posting. But anyway, it's crazy. It's absolute insanity. It is. And even people who sort of, who are in the state and who are involved in this. And again, this is a pretty massive piece from Yahoo News. Some of the folks talking about it, it's like, we've got the FBI, we've got Homeland Security. Why is the post office doing this? Does it maybe connect back to the psychological operation of Trump and mail-in ballots? And again, dude, just when you think they're talking about Corona, they'll go, oh, no, 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 we're talking about racism. CDC says racism is a health crisis. What? Oh, wait, I thought we were talking about racism. No, we're talking about climate change. And again, they just switch around and do it's like. I, I, again, I wonder, and I maybe I don't wonder at all. I think so much of this is meant to be confusing. It's meant to make you go, golly gee, I can't even make sense of any of this. I think this is something contrarian, establishmentarian Adam Curtis talked about. The stories we used to tell ourselves used to make logical sense. Hitler's bad. We're going to go get him. We're going in. We got him. Yay, we're coming home. At three acts. There you go. Now with the terror paradigm and the health scare paradigm, nothing makes logical sense. And I think that's a giant portion of it. It's meant to just confuse the hell out of people. So maybe before we change the subject for our third and final story, James, I just wanted to include a completely unrelated story to maybe just try and illustrate how much we are being psyoped. So we had the big Derek Chauvin. And again, Signs and symbols rule the world. Really interesting that chauvinists were convicted because white men are the evilest thing in the world. Maxine Waters, she's been the one out always basically saying, you should confront these people. You should yell at them in restaurants. You should escalate all of this. She requested a police escort before her screed advocating for violence if the courts didn't rule in the way that she said they should in the Chauvin case. The documents are there. You can look at them. They ask for police protection and then turn around and go, F the police. It's such a joke. It's such a joke. And I guess since no one sent us any good news for us to use this week, even though we requested it last week. We had to go out and find our own good news, and we did not have to look very far. The unstoppable Derek Bros and company are back with the D3 Tech Summit, opting out of the fourth industrial revolution, and we will link right to Derek's site, theconsciousresistance.com. 
and I'll just give you the rundown of what the summit is about. The Decentralized, Distributed, and Disruptive Tech Summit, D3, bringing together a diverse and powerful group of innovators, activators, activists, and entrepreneurs to collab on common goals and inspire participants to take control of their digital and physical lives. The D3 Tech Summit is an initiative of the recent Greater Reset, the People's Response to the World Economic Forum's Great Reset. A big component of their Great Reset is what they call the Fourth Industrial Revolution. You may have seen a cartoonish supervillain talking about it. The Fourth Industrial Revolution aims to merge biology with technology and bring about even more surveillance, centralization, and control. So together, we can counter the Fourth Industrial Revolution by highlighting and accelerating the first decentralized evolution, 1DE, which leverages technology and voluntary cooperation to create greater privacy, decentralization, and freedom. Day one of the D3 Tech Summit answers the question, how can we opt out of the Fourth Industrial Revolution? And right there on the link we give you, the nearly six-hour day one video is up for free for anyone to watch on a platform, James, I don't recall actually even hearing about called PeerTube, where I think much like BitTorrent and things like that, you're sharing the bandwidth with folks to sort of share the share the bits around. One extra little slice of good news since we haven't had any recently, James, anti-lockdown protesters defy restrictions in central London March. James. Well, on the note of that march and um, countering some of the disinformation that people might have heard about it, I'll throw in a link to offguardian.org. Kit Knightley wrote an article about debunking MSM lies about the Unite for Freedom protests, talking about how these are being portrayed in the MSM. And surprise, surprise, they're lying about it. So anyway, you can get the details there. Um, on the note of the D3 uh, Tech Summit and opting out of the Fourth Industrial Revolution, it is, uh, yeah, five five-hour, 42-minute video, so people might not have time to watch it all, but uh, I'm only four and a half hours or so into it, but so far I would very much recommend uh, the presentation by Rachel uh, Rachel Rose O'Leary on anti-tech revolution as a crypto, in a crypto context, around the three-minute, three-hour, 50-minute mark. Um, I would suggest people check that out. I think it's a particularly interesting exploration of ideas of Ted Kaczynski and other people like that, and what they mean for uh, tech technology and society. Very interesting. So anyway, um, it's good to see people talking about what I think is the only thing that matters, decentralization and opting out of the control grid that's coming in. Those are the only things that, that are really important at this point. We know what's coming. How do we get out of them? That's what Solutions Watch is about. That's why I'm focusing on solutions. And that's why I'm glad to see and promote this type of uh, thinking and talking uh, uh, when it happens, because people need to be directing their attention in that direction in order to stop falling into the pitfalls that are being set in front of us at this time. So anyway, hats off to everyone involved in that. And uh, I think we're, we're going to keep going forward on this and hopefully we'll have some good news suggestions from people for next week, right? Uh, maybe now <laughs> folks will <laughs> kick in with some, some good news. Maybe. Uh, we'll include links to, I think, some of your recent Solutions Watch episodes fit perfectly right in with this discussion. How can I stop using Google? How can I effectively find old stories and find, you know, old links and things you might be used to have? We'll include that as well, James. And that's really, that is the point. And that's where I think the tarring us with one brush doesn't really work. 
they want to try, and that's why they have to, of course, use false flags and tricks and informants and, and schemes. They want to make Johnny and Jane six pack think everybody's out there smashing windows at Starbucks and all that stuff. Again, that's not anarchism. We wouldn't be out breaking and busting people's private property. They want to make everybody see like they're planning violent insurrection on all these social media platforms, which again, why, if you even doing something like that, would you do it on a giant public platform? You might might want to rethink that in, in the first place. They want to make people think that that's what all of us are doing. When in reality, all we're doing is not taking part in their stupid bullcrap. We're not watching your shows. We're not taking your poison. And we don't want to use your businesses. You're going to try and make us look like we're violent. But it doesn't work because we're not involved in that two-party illusion. James, as I've been noting at the end of these episodes, I have an American post office box that I guess they're not monitoring because they're too busy watching for, of course, all the evil insurrectionists on that evil parlor platform. So I guess while nobody's looking, you guys, you can support independent alternative media by my post office box. You can find that and all the other information always down in the show notes. James, it's got all our emails, all our links, all our post office box, all that good stuff always down in the show notes for folks. All right, we're going to leave it there. See you next week. All right, buddy. Take care.